0: Smartcast. You are listening to a Mint Production, brought to you by HT Smartcast. Come January, will mark 10 years of SEBI's RI regulations. The regulations were aimed at creating a separate set of intermediaries for investors, which would provide them advice and charge fees for this advice. In today's episode of Why Not Mint Money, I'm joined by Dilshad Bilimoria, Managing Director and Principal Officer at Dilder Consultants, which has rupees 550 crore of advisory assets, to take us through her journey as an advisor. Hi, welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started on your money journey. Uh, hi Dilshad, welcome to our episode.
1: Hi Josh, thank you for having me on the show.
0: Uh, so Dilshad, we would like to start from... You know, what was your career like before you became an RI?
1: Right. So, I started uh, in 2001 and I worked with uh, Birla Sun Life Distribution. Then, now it's called Aditya Birla Money. Right. And uh, uh, I worked as a business development uh, officer for two and a half years before the entrepreneurial, uh, you know, entrepreneurial bug, uh, you know, bit me. And that's when I started uh, Dilzer Consultants. Okay. Um, so... It's been uh, almost 22 years now and uh, uh, earlier it was mainly product centric, but uh, in 2008 uh, when I did the Certified Financial Planner, CFP, uh, uh, you know, certification and requirements, I think uh, it was a real hit and a drastic change to uh, to the way I looked at, uh, you know, investors' money and finances and everything from then on was in the interest of the client.
0: Sure, sure. Uh, and uh, what was the financial advisory landscape before the RIA regulations came into force? What do you remember for those from those days?
1: Yeah, so absolutely, uh, you know, there it was uh, uh, anyone and everyone used to call themselves an uh, advisor or a financial advisor or an investment advisor. And, uh, you know, uh, even... Uh, Those who were not having the required certification, qualification, experience requirements as mandated by the SEBI RIA regulation, uh, you know, used to basically advise clients on their overall uh, financial planning and uh, uh, wealth management. Um, I think this is uh, what prompted Sebi, and of course, there was a category of um, brokers or stock tip providers that sometimes did a lot of wrongdoing, uh, and that prompted, uh, you know, the regulator to uh, step up and to uh, create a, a more detailed. And of course, this is a back and forth exercise uh, between the regulator and the uh, community advisory community because there were. Almost four discussion papers until the final updated regulation was passed in uh, July of 2020. uh, And 2013 was the first regulation. Uh, So uh, definitely there have been a lot of uh, changes on compliance, on fee and on uh, net worth on uh, uh, client segregation requirements. Uh, I think this is uh, overall uh, and of course the certification, qualification uh, and experience that uh, investment advisors you know provide to their clients. I think these are all uh, you know uh, in the interest of the client um, and uh, that has helped the overall industry to mature and for clients to recognize that there are fiduciary professionals today
0: who are there to work in their interest. Right. Uh, And Dilshat, uh, you know, if you can, uh, you know, again, go back down the memory lane and maybe recall, you know, who was your first client and what was your first year of practice life,
1: yeah, that's an interesting uh, question. So, uh, actually, our first client came from uh, uh, you know Birla Sun Life Distribution. Uh, he at that point was in his fifties, and today, uh, you know, twenty three late twenty three years later, he's uh, almost at uh, seventy five to eighty. Um, Uh, I think I just left the company with this one client and started my practice, uh, you know, in July of 2001. Um, And uh, it was very interesting because uh, it was just a, a, you know, cold call that came into uh, the company at that point. And since I was uh, the business development officer, I took it. And uh, I think what he later told me is that I tried to understand first what he wanted rather than trying to you know merely push products to him so uh, when I told him about uh, two years later that I'm starting on my own he very gladly uh, joined me and that's where
0: we started. Oh great that's uh, quite a fascinating story. Uh, Dilshad also I wanted to ask you you know for you what has been your proudest moment of serving a client
1: yeah actually there have been many but uh, you know for example we've had uh, clients realize their goals and that's where you feel really uh, in fact we have testimonials about clients uh, you know speaking about uh, how they could achieve their daughter's marriage or their retirement through careful planning and uh, you know uh, asset allocation that we had recommended so those itself are uh, great and then of course We have reduced uh, debt to a large extent for many of our clients. We've brought about free cash flows. We've brought about a better budgeting for them. We've helped improve their net worth. So these are common cases. But one uh, very interesting and most dear one to me uh, is where we helped uh, 82 year old uh, gentleman. Uh, I think this is uh, during COVID. Um, He basically you know, underwent a surgery and when he came out he was in a big hurry to speak to uh, me about uh, what his uh, plans life plans were in terms of his financial needs and assets and uh, he told me I have only a sister uh, left with me but I don't want to leave any of my assets with her I want to do this as a charity of my entire uh, you know financial assets to be given to COVID affected uh, uh, children you know widowed uh, children Uh, Now it was, we did a lot of research in the background and uh, we did not charge him for this and, you know, we tried to find out uh, specific COVID affected victims but we couldn't really get that data and sometimes whether the funds were actually channeled again for the right purpose was, uh, you know, a a difficulty. So we did find an NGO that is government supported in uh, Bangalore and We made the client visit the place. We were able to show that the work, what was the work being done. And uh, the client was very happy and he made his will and uh, he has donated all his existing, uh, you know, savings towards that uh, charity um i think that brought about a lot of satisfaction although we didn't get a single paisa out of this whole thing but the uh, you know they say life is a circle and things happen always for uh for the best and for a reason so uh the same uh, uh ngo had actually started investing with us as uh recent oh. as two months ago okay so uh okay. you know they did realize that we are doing this in all earnest for that client right. and uh very recently, we got a call from their, uh, you know, president, and uh, the managing committee then decided to uh, invest their funds. So that is, I think, a payback uh, indirectly, wow. and uh, we're yeah. happy about it.
0: Wow, well, that's uh, that's quite a, quite an inspiring story and quite a touching story. Uh, so these were for the COVID orphan children, essentially. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. Right. Got it. And uh, you know, Dilshad, any particular moment that. You know, any regrets you may have, you know, in where, you know, maybe you obviously uh, and your team must have recommended something in good faith, but it didn't turn out well, uh, something that you feel, uh, you know, could have done differently or...
1: So uh, I think in the early days, it was mainly the insurance products uh, okay. sometimes which, uh, which wouldn't even cover inflation. But I think in the more recent times, it was the Franklin Templeton episode uh, okay. that we had done in good faith for our uh, clients. And, and, you know, uh, especially the Franklin low duration and other kind of funds, which were meant for a very short period and emergency monies uh, had impacted some of our clients negatively uh that, I think, has uh, brought about a lot more um, uh, thrust and importance on research methodology that we are following now in terms of, uh, uh, you know, a due diligence that we follow on all kinds of uh, investment assets before deciding and taking a call.
0: Sure, sure. Uh, and Dilshad, uh, can you take us through the growth uh, of your practice over the years, how it has grown, how it has developed?
1: Right. So, like I said, we started in July 2001, and uh, it was just me, one client, and the office boy. And uh, then, uh, luckily, I had my father's office actually to fall back on. Uh, there was uh, there was no other place, so he gladly offered that. And um, uh, then we uh, took on a operations person, and then we moved to uh, you know creating. Uh, Uh, In 2008, after the uh, CFP certification was done, we had uh, planners added uh, and then slowly the team grew with the number of operations, with the number of planners. Then we added research, then we added, um, you know, and I think all this happened between uh, 2011 to about 15 or so, where we added a research, we added uh, 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 compliance, we added accounting, we added uh, HR Um, And today, uh, you know, like I mentioned, we are a team of 14 people across various departments.
0: Sure, sure. And uh, Dilshad, in your own uh, investments, in your own financial planning, do you practice what you preach?
1: Of course, I mean, uh, I think that's most important uh, that, uh, you know, being uh, doing good for the client, being fiduciary. One thing that my husband always says is that I don't possibly pay as much attention to our own portfolio as our clients. (laughs) Well, sure. That's a drawback, but uh, I hope to rectify that in the new year. Wow. Uh, but uh, definitely, I think the one thing that has stayed steady for us and that has uh, reduced the attrition to below, you know, 0.5% of our clients is the trust and the, uh, you know, uh, ethics with which we have uh, conducted our activities, advisory and services for our clients.
0: Sure, sure. And Dilshad, what's the most challenging part of being an advisor according to you?
1: Um, I think a uh, couple of things. So there could be advisory biases, uh, which would impact the overall, uh, you know, uh, uh, planning sometimes, which needs to be uh, thought of and nullified by a teamwork so that it's not just one person's uh, kind of advice that's going into the uh, practice. Um, yeah, I think this is mainly the point that I would think
0: uh, is the drawback, yeah. Sure. And uh, Dilshad, according to you, what's the single most important reform that should be made as far as RI regulations are concerned?
1: Well, there are many. Um, I would uh, hope that, uh, so, uh, as part of the board that I am with the uh, uh, Association of Registered Investment Advisors, we had worked on a paper on risk profiling frequency, a research paper uh in you know in association with the suitable advice institute and there we are trying to create uh the awareness of how often risk profiling should be done for clients so first of all is the risk profiler the you know the best to capture the information so i think risk profiling needs to be standardized across various intermediaries uh secondly i think um you know uh and this was again uh initiative done uh, at aria is there a nomination uh kind of standardization across various uh, regulators right right from insurance to pension to mutual funds to, in, um you know uh pms etc which uh, is is there one regulation to help um nomination facility being standardized across uh, the board uh, especially because of what happened during covid um you know and a new uh, initiative that we're working on is how do widowed uh, victims uh, ladies especially uh, how can they best utilize their assets and investments received as part of, uh, you know, the proceeds uh, from their uh, grieve, uh, you know, grievance uh, of spouses in investments that would help them for their growth. So, in fact, currently we're working on two such cases uh, uh, for people who want a regular income and at the same time want capital preservation uh, for their money. Uh, And I think uh, a a very big one which is going to happen is the account aggregator concept, which uh, is definitely going to help the landscape for uh, RIAs. uh, Considering that uh, we do a lot of financial planning, we need a lot of data from our clients. And for that, we need to have access, um, of course, consented uh, by the uh, uh, client on various assets about their, you know, investment, bank accounts, loans, portfolios, et cetera. So I think uh, that's, uh, you know, very big. And finally, I personally believe a lot in creating best practice guidelines. So as part of the advocacy committee, I'm working towards that as well uh, on various simple practices in our businesses that we can help our community and uh, try and create guidelines for them.
0: Right, right. And uh, Dilshad, you feel that there can be something more done in terms of improving and, you know, stimulating more growth of RIs in India because uh, currently there are not many. And of course, you know, India's population is uh, is quite much and the more, more and more youngsters are getting into the workforce, you know, how, where should they go to seek advice? So anything that you feel can be done in that direction?
1: I think uh, that's a very important point, Uh, there has to be, I I think the future of uh, uh, advisory is in uh, financial advisory and fiduciary, uh, you know, for clients. Uh, There is a lot of scope in the industry, in fact, again, as part of the ARIA board and the women's committee, uh, we're working with colleges to try and reach out directly to the students and showcase the importance of uh, wealth management and investment advisory as a career for women um, and to showcase that you know even though there are various career breaks you can still uh, do a lot in terms of uh, you know in this industry especially so uh, a lot of scope and I think this is one of the fastest growing uh, uh, kind of professions in the world right uh, I'm uh, there is uh, a definite uh, growth, and uh, you know, hope to be here as long as possible, and to give back to uh, the community and to investors our very best. Great.
0: Okay. Uh, on that note, uh, Dilsha, thanks again for joining us today, and uh, Thank you. <laughs> and I'm sure this would help a lot, and your experience and insights. Uh, you know, through your journey and now uh, being part of ARIA board, you know, I'm sure this was quite informative for our listeners. Thank you so much. That's it for today's episode. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. If you want to reach out to me for any ideas for our next episode, you can DM me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at the rate Josh Kriplani. That is J-A-S-H-K-R-I-P-L-A-N-I. You can also write to us at mintmoney at the rate mint.com.